Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain us and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Alexander and Gabriel McCarty, co-authors of the original English light novel series, The XPs, and The Main Character series. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having us. It's great to be here. All right. I am... Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, and t- so our audience knows, uh, Alex, say hello. <laughs> hello, this is Alex. <laughs> All right. Gabriel, say hello. Hello, this is Gabriel. All right. Now that we have a, a voice recognition to keep you guys straight, um, so what inspired you guys to get started in writing? Um, I was in middle school, big fan of you know anime at that point. Overall, where I really got into it, past you know Pokemon and stuff, got into XL Saga, things like that, and I was like, I have so much free time. I'm acing all my classes. I should just do something. So I decided to write. And it's a story we had in mind since I was like in grade school because uh, we saw Pokemon the first movie and I always thought Mewtwo's awesome, but he's kind of a jerk to the Pokemon. Like what if Mewtwo actually cared about his people? And that's generally where the idea of the series came from. Yeah, and he would be writing every day in class after he finished things and he'd come home and I told him, bro, uh, you should type this stuff up because he would always he would always do it in uh, these little composition notebooks and it's like no you you need you need to type this up so eventually what you're on like uh book eight and a half it was like book 10. The, book 10 was yeah. when i started book 10 was when he finally started taking my advice on that yeah. <laughs> and i'm a bit of a writer too he's the main writer i'm the lead artist but yeah the poetry was my inspiration co-creators of the series I know what you mean. Um, I started with uh, writing things out by hand, and I, I know my first one of my first stories took up an entire 200 sheets of notebook paper. That's, That's awesome. Every single book for ours was 200 sheets, and it started out with really large handwriting, and then my handwriting got incredibly small. <laughs> and much better, Because <laughs> I just wanted to write more. Yeah, exactly. It I used just, to be totally illegible. I to fit everything into the book. It's so funny. You look at like book one to book five, and it's night and day. It's yeah, completely crazy. different. And now that we can type, it is all so much better. Yes, it is. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. Hey, uh, you mentioned in your uh, in your about page that you know you wanted to find a way to promote veganism in your plots. Uh, how do you kind of do that? Is it is it uh, a straight up front message, or are you just trying to slip it between the lines? Um, well, it's in the future, so 100 years in the future, I'm assuming, I mean, and we're definitely leaning that way, we're in a mostly vegan world. Basically, the way I see it is uh, how, how common organic food is, quote-unquote organic food, uh, is how common vegan veganism will be in the future, and all the EXPs, which are like the main species, they don't really eat anything, so they're kind yeah, of... Yeah, they're solar-powered. Yeah, they're vegan by default. Uh, in the main character series, uh, Best Friend is vegan, but it's not like every character is vegan. Okay. It's, it's, in, it's in the modern times. So. Okay. All right. Hey. Uh, the messages. Yeah. You, yeah, you, the messages. Yeah. You talked... So as far as... I'm oh, sorry. Go. No, no. That's fine. Uh, you talked about um, 
you started with Pokemon stories and about Mewtwo. So, uh, fanfic was like your your where you cut your teeth in creative in creative stories. The first book actually yeah, was, is like a gigantic fanfic. What well, was when I originally wrote it? Like a long time ago. Like I, yeah, I just have going to different worlds like Naruto and stuff. You know, I was it I was, was it was definitely fun. started as a fanfic. It was Cyber Mewtwo and Cyber Mew, and he was basically rescuing all his people and coming yeah. across all these different villains, and there were different characters from different animes. The difference between the original first book and its written form now, and what it is now published you. is entirely different. Yeah, and as far as uh, the vegan message, well, in a lot of anime, they have all this human-centered things, which is weird, especially when the characters aren't even human. And we always think that, you know, it's just an unhealthy thing to teach us and we should, you know, respect all species. So we have lots of vegan messages in our series just in general. Like the first book you could say is about, you know, ownership and, you know, pets. And pets and stuff things. like that. Yeah, but uh, there's tons of themes. I'd love to have different themes with every character, keep things versatile, multiple perspectives on things. And just, yeah, yeah, most of the characters are in a very gray area. Like we have some very terrible characters that do terrible things but are good person at heart and vice versa. Most of our characters are in are very gray and have uh, deep psychologies to them and it also relates to their abilities. So about a little bit about your process, do you use each other to constantly bounce the ideas? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, My art inspires his writing and vice versa. I'm always focused on what's the most interesting outcome, you know, as far as working uh, for a story. So I'll be like, okay, these are three different possibilities we have, you know. Which do you think is best? Yeah, should this character come... die? Should they betray the team? Should they? Should what happen? Yeah, he comes to me and because we both uh, are not fans of spoilers, but working on the project, I have to get spoilers yeah. all the time in order to uh, figure out what's the best course of action for the characters. But yeah, we're constantly bouncing ideas off each other and constantly evolving the characters. Like they've changed so much. Uh, from the original draft of book two to now, like some characters, their names have changed. Uh, they've been drastically overhauled as far as their development. Like some characters were practically side characters and we don't like having side characters as much as we can. We try to give, I mean, we have our main cast, but we try to give every character uh, the light yeah. and respect development and development. Yeah. It's, it's a huge series. I mean, 15 books in the series uh, written yeah, yeah written so far and it's not even technically done now published we have uh, f- four and I'm just doing in the main ones. series and they're and huge books they're huge books too they're like yeah like 400 to 500 yeah, pages 8,000 words it's, it's a lot so yeah that yeah. That, that is a uh, that is a lot of writing it's a behemoth yeah. <laughs> the main character books are smaller though they're like you know they're two, 250 300 words yeah 300 pages yeah, much more like, you know, 80,000, 100,000 range. So. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot easier to... But the writing is... There isn't, like, a ton of descriptions of the areas and stuff like that. It's mainly... It's like a play. It's mainly uh, dialogue and action. Overall, yeah. Overall. I mean, obviously, there's descriptions for the characters and the set pieces, but we don't spend a lot of time on that. So, it mainly, it, it reads... It's a ton of work. It's a, you know, it's a lot of writing, but it reads very easily because there's not like huge walls of yeah, text. If I did more tons of than prose not. in it, it would be, it would be completely nebulous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I avoid that. 
overall. When I do my flashbacks, that's when I do a lot of prose because it's all first person, and I have more of a focus on this certain group of characters. Yeah, my, it's always fun to write flashback scenes because it's always completely different than the rest of my story, and I really get to go in depth with the character's mindset and all that. You've talked a lot about uh, revisions that you've made in your writing process. Do you ever feel like you've written yourself into a corner and you're just like, okay, screw it. I have to go back to square one. I pretty much, okay, I've written myself in a corner many times, but I always find a way to get out, which I'm very proud of. Like just recently there was a, in book four of the EXPs, this character had no reason to fight this other, yes, this, other this, character. this was the big one. There was no reason, but it was a, it's a huge plot point that already happened because, you know, I've already written the story, but based on how the characters are, I realized this, this makes no sense. But I found a way, I'm like, okay, based on this reasoning, and if he makes a promise to him to take care of this and he dies, then it can actually work. So, yeah, it was it was it was like a major plot point of who becomes the next uh, big entity in the afterlife, and it was like, okay, we can't change this. There has to be a good reason for this, and we he he figured it. I out. sat down for like an hour, and I'm like, okay, 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 I got, I got, I got. <laughs> as far as like actually having to delete something, not not because it just isn't good writing, but because like it wrote me no point. I honestly can't think of one. Might have happened, but probably something minor. I don't know. There's definitely a lot we threw out in the main series, though. Like the yeah, original we writing yeah. well, when I we revision it. School, you know. Yeah, middle school versus college. Yeah. Very different writing. Published for five years now. Five, five, six years. Well, yeah. do you, in, as part of this this process of revisions, on the other side of it, I mean, have you ever surprised yourself? It's like, oh wait, okay, this character, one of my main characters is going to die now because they can't win this fight. <laughs> or um, just recently, uh, I had, I had oh, it was painful. One of my books, and I didn't expect this character to technically die yet, but I was writing. I'm like, oh, okay, no, they're already dying. Yeah, and it was really painful. We had planned so out for them to be part of the main cast for a very. Uh, very good chunk of the series yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh they're dead yeah, that's how it uh, I was yeah. I did not know how to feel about that one <laughs> I don't like I don't like plot armor although in the main character series plot armor is technically an ability you can master yes <laughs> it is canon <laughs> yeah and what's really cool about main characters I love is POV so point of view is an ability the main character has and he can actually give it to people but he can only give it to people if he loses his ego, so he has to basically get insulted, demoralize, insult himself, like demoralize himself, so we can see if his friends are okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Yeah, main characters are a lot of fun. Are are you the kind of writers who map everything out, or do you work like a discovery writer, letting the characters lead you through the story? Oh yeah, definitely map out. Oh my he God. he writes every single. Uh, page header for what that page is about in the composition books yeah, that's what I did. before he writes it down like he'll practically what what would you have like the 10 pages in or yeah no i'd be like anytime i start a new book i will know where it ends and i will know each part of the book now sometimes the parts change but usually they don't you know like there's four to five sections basically to each book and then i will Seasons. fill in all the chapter names and then once i get once i get started i'll do like three chapters and I'll just put page names at the top of what what's going to happen, basically. Just the page name is my notes. And I also have a bunch of notes in the back. Yeah. 
very very mechanical meticulous planning same thing with my art i'm very uh persnickety and i'm a perfectionist no, i'm definitely i'm okay with changing my plans and i did it multiple times my uh broad spectrum assassin book the new main character book that one i changed constantly it was supposed to be like 13 chapters now it's like 40 chapters yes. but i had a lot of that things yeah grew it, was, it was really unique book because it is it's the it's basically the biggest prequel book because it's actually before the other prequel book it's a sequel to that book at the same time because it takes place <laughs> both before and after it sums up the full season of the main character series and it has to be a standalone book too so it was a lot, was a lot to, to figure, figure out and figure out but it came out really good i'm really happy yeah it's it. excellent yeah. what what's your favorite kind of scene to write uh some people like action some people like dialogue some uh, I know can write, you know, 10 page long sex scenes. So what is uh, your favorite kind to write? Those are all fun. Uh, <laughs> my favorite would probably be like a really good uh, psychological debate. Like uh, there's a scene in book two of the EXPs, uh, The Hero of Cell, where the religious character is having a mental breakdown because she basically believes in all religions and she arrives in heaven basically. And it's different than all her religions. So she's having a complete breakdown. And it's a scientist character who completely denies everything that's going around. He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, this isn't this is real. This isn't real. This is he's the one who debates with her to bring her out of that, to remind her that, you know, doubt is how, you know, you form your beliefs and uh, basically transform and how beliefs evolve and all that. And eventually she comes back into, you know, her mind. And later on, she helps him when he has his breakdown. Yeah, realizing yeah. that, Once yes, he, this is the afterlife. his ex-wife in hell. And then he's like, oh, God, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember years and years ago, uh, South Park, you know, all these people died and went to heaven. And everyone was like, yeah, you, nope, you're wrong. Catholics, Protestants, you're wrong. Muslims, you're wrong. And they're all like, well, then, then whose heaven is this? Mormons. And everyone's like, really? That's great. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah they they've they've had some fun uh at uh, defining what it means to uh, the afterlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... Well, we definitely go in depth with that. That's yeah. that's like one of the core yeah, the aspects of the EXP series is our afterlife. Yeah, I, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but I'm like, okay, if it's real, how does it logically work? Yeah. How does it function? Yeah, how does it, how function? Does it stay what afloat? Politics, all that, and I like that. When I have different gods take over, because there's the realm gods are the ones who oversee all the other gods and everyone in the realm, and different realm gods have different motives, so they'll actually change the the function of the realm. Like absence, which is basically purgatory, was originally uh, just a stopping place between uh, cell and lum, which is heaven and hell. But when one of the realm gods is a, like a Buddhist, he transforms into a place where you can get uh, you know spiritual enlightenment and reach nirvana and all that. So it's a completely almost like a completely different realm. It's also a holding pen for the worst of the worst so they can't reincarnate. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> too too bad too bad even for hell. Yeah. yeah. So, uh what what authors uh do you admire? I often use the examples of F Scott Fitzgerald. Um oh, yeah, he's, he's always been one of my favorites as long as I can remember. Uh and as far as contemporary writers go and people are going to get tired of hearing this, is Aaron Sorkin. I love Aaron Sorkin because he writes punchy dialogue. So, how about you? Lemony Snicket, I think, as far as uh, novels, 
Uh, he has such a completely different style because I like to leave in the EXP series the narrator's basically not a character at all. And let me sneak it, he is in his own story. And yeah. just, I just love the way he writes his dialogue, his opening scenes and everything. It's just it's just such fun. And he really knows how to write for fun. And I, I try to make every chapter of my books fun in some way or another and really, you know, just enjoyable. And he's a huge inspiration for that. As far as manga... Osamu Tezuka is the godfather, and oh my god, he's still the best, Mangaka. Yeah. <laughs> he's incredible. Um, we miss you. Achira Oda, One Piece, huge, huge inspiration with all the creative abilities. It's like, okay. Yeah, he'll take something as simple as rubber and do yeah, so, so much, much with it. Like, I love that, and I, I always try to uh, aspire for creativity with all my abilities and make it fit the character's personality and psychology. Um, another big one, Kazuki Takahashi, Yu-Gi-Oh! I just, Yu-Gi-Oh! is just so, it's one of my first mangas ever, and mm-hmm. the, the guy's just so dedicated, making so many, so much art and characters. And Yoshio Sawai, as far as, oh, like, Bobo. creativity, Bobo. yeah, the Bobobo writer. Really, like, really funny and uh, psychological, too. In a yeah, way. like, the whole series is just characters psychologically fighting each other. People yeah. think it's just random nonsense, but no, they're literally... Uh, breaking the other individual's yeah, mind by just being completely outright crazy. Uh, so, some for me, yeah. uh, well, actually, another big one for us, uh, and one of the reasons for Alex's uh, development in his vocabulary in an early age was uh, the writing of the Legacy of Cain series, yeah, which from series, yeah. Yeah, Soul Reaver onward, Amy Hennig, phenomenal writer. One of the best like, storytelling in video games. Yeah, Baranon. Like, just... Blaze Blue's another one. It's my favorite anime, even though it's not an anime. Yeah, Tishimuchi... <laughs> uh, Tishimuchi Mori. Yeah. Yeah, from Blaze Blue. Incredible detail and character. Uh, as an artist, for me, H.R. Uh, Giger has always been a huge inspiration. And just the, the idea of, like, life cycles and stuff like that. The xenomorphs, you mean? Yeah, the xenomorphs. Yeah. That's one of their names, but yeah. Uh, the creatures from aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as my number one writer, Michael Crichton is my inspiration. He is like, amazing. He is, yeah the the way he so realistically. Uh, I mean, I know there are other science fiction writers, but he was my first, and I grew up, you know, with like Jurassic Park and Congo and all that stuff in the movies, and then. I would at an early age start reading Jurassic Park, and I was kind of disappointed in the movie after that because I realized how much, how much uh, gets cut more out. involved and gritty and realistic the the original Jurassic Park was. But yeah, no, he's like my number one writer. Like his, a lot of his writing and in both his and Star Trek, so much of their science fiction is now being made into fact and. Uh, ideas from those uh, creative writers are actually being used and tested in order to make those previous fictions a reality in today's age. Yeah, also, there's uh, two friends in particular who are also fellow writers that really inspire me. Oh, yes. Drew Markowitz, he writes his own kind of Avatar-style story about um, basically like an elf on her own planetoid trying to create balance. And my other friend, Michael Waring, he writes this huge uh, mythic universe. Uh, M.W. Arita um, is his is the author name. 
and it's just he's just so he inspires me he's got so many books planned and they both inspire me to write more than i ever did before and it's really really great to have him yeah all right well how about um let's uh have some a little more fun uh what's your favorite anime or light novel series terraformers oh my god have you seen terraformers yes it's it's ridiculous. The, the idea sounds well. I think it sounds pretty pretty stupid. It's actually pretty cool but, because yeah. yeah, the whole plot is uh, we've reached the pinnacle of our technology on so, Earth. Yeah, on Earth. So humans are we're going to Mars to uh, you know try to colonize that, and it doesn't work out. So we they try to terraform it with uh, cockroaches and moss. And 500 years later, they send astronauts there, and they all die. So they basically send a bunch of criminals and other people who are quote-unquote worthless give them this sort of special surgery so they have animal abilities and then they fight mutated cockroaches it's, 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 it's it sounds so dumb but like manga so the, good. the politics the character developments the writing the story the art anyone the, can like, die in it too which i love That's yeah what I like too. you really have no idea who's going to live you don't the the antagonist the wait the there's very, very, like, I am a huge skeptic and very critical on anything that I love, and there's very little I could find wrong with Terraformers. It's my number one manga. It's period. also really cool because they have different, uh, like, there's different roach leaders, and they have different religions, and they don't talk in any language we can understand, but if you pay attention to their actions and the way they treat technology, you'll see some worship it, some hate it, some fear it, and it's just really cool. Yeah, completely silent they, characters, yeah. and yet you you can learn so much of their uh, their practices and beliefs just from their actions, and all the all the humans are spliced with different animal DNA, and then you get these different animal powers, but they are on the scale of a human being. So yeah, they have power play. levels. Yeah, which so, is really cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> so nice to see. <laughs> until the much much recent chapters, yeah, not many plot devices. Yeah, like pretty much no plot devices and yeah all the power levels are based on the animal that they have the abilities from and when it comes to cartoon shows uh the shira reboot is our current favorite yes it is absolutely incredible oh man the characters the voice acting the writing and i hate reboots and i like the old shira too but wow it's it's something and they're finishing it like this month so and it's crazy. the closest it's thing to light novels for us, uh, as far as like our number one favorites, is the Danganronpa series oh, okay. and Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue. There you go, Blaze Blue. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cause even though it is, Blaze Blue is a fighting it's, game, it's it is definitely a light novel yeah. also. It's yeah. a light novel and a fighting game combined. And the story in that is the closest thing I would say to our series with all the different plot twists and abilities and technicalities. Thankfully, and we're not as convoluted as Blaze Blue. Yes, we, we are <laughs> not as convoluted or complicated as Blaze Blue. I love that series to death, but when we first, when we got the first game and we played and we saw the opening, we're like, wait, did we accidentally get the second one? Like, we finished the first one and I really thought that we had gone in the wrong order, but no. My favorite novel is my own series. Well, that's uh, really good to like what you like. <laughs> yeah, we... we we strive we to be the read best. and watch hundreds of different series, and we strive to take out whatever we don't like and to put in everything that we love. Yeah, like I try to make better characters than have been in anime, better, more plot, more characters, just 
and we better don't... action. Like Naruto inspires me to, to push the bar in action because Naruto's action is just crazy, especially in the video games. Like yeah, that is the awesome. ultimate form of Naruto. Awesome. Like they just that's that's the way it's yeah, ended. I love I love I get inspired a lot by sometimes anime that upsets me. Yes, I love so movies, many but times. They kept killing off the, the villains like in their first fights, and I'm like, I'm never doing this. This this hurts me. So I'm going to have characters survive a lot and actually, you know, fight and develop before they die. Because I would fall in love with these, these characters, get one fight, and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I'd like to thank Alex and Gabriel for talking with us today. It's been a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you like what you heard, you can check them out at spearofcompassion.com. Uh, we'd also love it if you'd subscribe to this fledgling podcast dedicated to giving independent creators an additional platform to talk about their works. If you're a creator and would like to be interviewed, contact me at Zeke Changers on Twitter and check us out on YouTube and Podbean. Thank you all and keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.